السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله From the beginning of the, you know, the message of Islam, from the beginning of the da'wah of the Prophet ﷺ, from the nearest to him, his uncles, his tribesmen, the elites in Mecca, they knew that this religion is just something special, something different. And they oppose it so hard because it's come to change the norm change the culture and the customs and the language and the behaviors and everything was because it's look you're all equal and this was unheard of the next to the Arab were the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire and uh, Egyptian civilization and African civilization all of them with no exception enslaved their people the people were slaves you know they called the public you know the common men <laughs> there is the class that rules and there is the class of being ruled <coughs> You don't own nothing. And Islam can say, no, 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 what? The Prophet ﷺ gives them example, you know the comb that you do your hair with? He says, Anas ka'asnan al-musht. People are just like that. They're all equal. No matter if you're the royal or elites or rich or poor or white or black or Arab, non-Arab, there's no such a difference. And that... It caught, and that's the power of Islam, you know, once this caught on with the numbers, the Sahaba, the Muslim in, in, in this small, tiny Arabian villages, they said, we have to take this to the Egyptian. We cannot keep it ourselves. Our poor brothers in Egypt, our poor brothers in Syria, our poor brothers in Iran and Iraq and India and Pakistan, and, yeah? and just in 20 years, they took over the whole known world. Just known world, Muslim were just knocking out empires. Why? Because the local themselves were so happy. We're going to own the land again. We're going to be respected again. We're going to and in hundred years, Muslim civilization, Muslim invented, invented hospitals, universities, libraries, cities, streets, lights, public paths and spa, and all you know, cleanliness. And this is Muslim invention. Still, till the, old, the oldest university on the face of the earth today is in Muslim land. The Qairawan in Tunisia, Al-Azhar in Egypt, yeah? There's another university in Morocco. These, the oldest, and it's still open and running. So what happened is, all the civilization started to learn Arabic. To learn what is these people, you know, how they become so advanced, so powerful like this. So the royal families, and it's documented, documented royal family in England or in Austria, which is, they send their own family and the, the begging, letters begging, can you please send the royal family, the princes and the prince, to come to your country and learn. So they kept on coming for hundreds of years. The elite was to come and learn. The elite was the woman to wear niqab. This was the fashion, this was the norm. For women to wear, there's a book in here. There's a book in here. I'll show you some photos, historical photos of some European royal families. Oh, disappeared. What's the title? Oh, it's an Arabic book. It's an Arabic book. It says, Tariq. History never lies. It says that. And still, till today, families in Spain, families in Austria, the women wear black and wear very long dresses. It's a very small group, but 
they look, you will never know that they are European. There is a sect in Palestine, occupied Palestine, you know, Jewish people, they fully, fully covered, head to toe. Still today, you're walking in the street, you think they're the woman from Saudi Arabia, they're Jewish woman, covered head to toe. I'll show you the book in a minute. I'm sure it is still here. So, what they came to learn, this uh, other nationality, they came to learn Sharia. This is what our Sharia is. Sharia is not whipping and cutting hands. No. <laughs> Sharia is the way of life. Is that the women are equal, they own the land. Women have the right to buy and sell. Women have the right to buy and sell. 1964. 1964, women were still sitting in the back seat in the buses in Europe. <laughs> they cannot allow to sit in the front seats. Half seat woman. They didn't have permission to vote. They would be gambled upon. Somebody will lose his own wife in a game of gambling in Europe till the 60s. So they came and learned. And of course, with the Renaissance and the revival and waking up against you know, the, the oppression, they applied what they learned the human rights and the equalities and the unities and the, you know the respect and the dignities and all these freedoms for women to buy and sell to, to the Prophet said, you have to ask them if they want to marry or not. All these quote-unquote arranged marriages and no, 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 this is not Islamic, this is culture, dark culture, but Islam, the Prophet said, you ask. And if she says no, no, nobody has the right to force his daughter to, or sisters to, to get married. So they copied all this, they studied all this, they translated all this, and that's what made the constitution in the US, in Europe's country, all of them, what are they? Sharia compliant. They have, so those who say we don't want Sharia here, tough luck, you're 800 years late. <laughs> Sharia is already here. It's already in every way that says dignity and respect and you know honor and honesty and all this that is in, in, in the constitution of every country is actually, where did it come from? From the civilization that survived. Which civilization survived? Islamic civilization. There is no more Roman or Persian, all this, they're gone. Muslim translated, took the best of it and represented to the world. So we should not be saying, oh no, no, Sharia, no, no, what are you talking about? Sharia has to, you know, the Prophet said, Sharia is to remove the harm from people's way. That's Sharia, you know, to park properly, to drive properly, that's harm, it's to move from people's way. Yeah? Sharia is when somebody asks you, you don't, you know, you don't just mislead them. And, you know, the Prophet ﷺ said, Man you, if you conceal and keep the knowledge that people need, that is hellfire material. It's not allowed in Islam, which is nowadays all the patent and all the secrets, trades and secret industry that only one, can, one company can make the seeds for this kind of, you know, vegetables or fruit. Only one company can make this part in the component of the material. It's only one company. It's not Islamic. It's not allowed in Islam. You have to share, otherwise it's not fair. You get 90% of the population of the earth living on, you know, day to day, bare minimum, and 1% of the population of the earth owning everything and controlling everything. And it's getting worse. It's getting much, much worse, you know. NASA is saying they're going to send somebody to space journey one day, $87 million. 
and people poking. How can the people, you know, in Africa and Asia and uh, all this country that can't even know $87? <laughs> they will never have $87 in the whole life. The whole tribe will not have it. And somebody is spending $87 million just to be shot in a rocket and come back. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive this, yeah? So when they talk about us and accuse, oh, Sharia, come on, listen, what is Sharia? Sharia is to, to smile. The Prophet sallallahu say, smile. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa say, you say, say salam to everybody, those you know and those you don't know. Nowadays, no, you know, I know you, then I come and say salam to you. If I don't know you, I'm suspicious. Yeah, subhanallah. This is not, yeah, Sharia is when the Prophet ﷺ goes to the market and he puts his hand in the, in the, in the product, the wheat and the corn that they sell in the market, and he says, Why are you putting the good one on top? The one under there is soggy. <laughs> why are you putting the one? Why are you tricking the people? Nowadays, the biggest brand the supermarket, the biggest brand, when you bag the stuff, it means something is wrong inside. <laughs> And they put the label when the apple is rotten. They, they stick the label on top of that, brown it bit. Yeah, that's what they do. So, the, this is not Sharia. Sharia will come and clean this. No, no, you cannot cheat. Umar ibn Khattab used to go to the bakery. The bakery with the big bread. And he, he will check with them and says, come on, wait, balance it, make sure it's all. SubhanAllah, this is the leader. He is, Umar ibn Khattab, he is the one that invented policing. Al-Asas is called. Policing was invented by Umar al-Khattab. Nighttime securities to go around and check that the streets are safe and nobody is cheating in the dark at night. It was him who started this. And guess what? Umar al-Khattab, subhanAllah. He goes around policing and he heard some people in you know, farmhouse. And the mother says to the daughter, mix, add water to the milk. Mix it, go bigger and make more profits. <laughs> it's normal. Every... Fontana does it. <laughs> yeah? Fontana does it. We don't drink milk. I don't know what we drink. Yeah? They just get tankers, like the bitter tankers, exactly similar to bitter tanker, by the way. Tanker goes to the farm, fill it up, and they come to the factory. They just, yeah, stainless steel. Yeah? And just plug it in. But what happened after that? When they heat it and extract all the goodness out of it to make all these billions of dollars for the shareholders and so on, and ask, what do we drink? A or 2A or whatever. <laughs> they keep telling us in the news. <laughs> you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. So many sickness, so many problems happening. We don't know. Maybe in 100 years they will discover that the meat we ate because of this and the chicken we ate because of this. And yeah. So Umar al-Khattab invented this to make the public safe and secure. He goes himself and he hears farmers or farmhouse and uh, the, the lady, the mother is telling the family the daughter, add water. And the, the girl says, Ma'am, it's haram, it's not, it's not correct. We're cheating. She said, no, 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 no cheating. We're just making a lot of profits. <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. Umar al-Khattab, you know, Umar al-Khattab is very strict. And he, he already says, no cheating, no cheating to anybody. He says, Umar is asleep. What do you worry about Umar? <laughs> and he's outside listening to the whole thing. He gets a big choke and he marked the house. He marked the house because the daughter says, if Umar is asleep, Allah never sleeps, ma'am. Allah never sleeps. We do it for Allah. He marked the house. You know how he marked the house? He goes home and he tells his sons, who get married to get married? I've got a wife for one of you. I've got a wife for one of you. Who's the wife? This daughter. 
the royal family, the, the most powerful man on earth at the time. Omar was the most powerful man on earth. Yeah? He goes from Medina to receive the jewel of the Roman Empire. You know, every city in the old days has keys, walls and keys. Jerusalem was the jewel where the emperor of the Roman Empire used to go and wash the altar, the Jewish place. He used to wash it with his own hand and make sujood there. This is the most sacred place for them. They give the key to Omar ibn Khattab. Yeah? So he's so powerful. Look at what he does. Farmer, daughter, which is some of us will just quickly just give her some, you know, here you go. Some, no, 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 no. He wants to get it to the family straight away. Who wants to get married for the sons? Who is ready? And I asked him, say, I'm ready. He says, you're going to marry this girl. Yeah? And this girl, subhanAllah, she gave birth to a, another girl named Layla. And Layla gave, gave birth to somebody's name is Omar ibn Abdul Aziz. Omar ibn Abdul Aziz, they call him the fifth caliph. Even though he is the great grandson of Omar, he says, this man, at his time, the people were so happy and wealthy and rich, they couldn't spread the, the sadaqah money. He used, you know, he says, come on, there's lots of money here. Justice, subhanAllah. They say to him, Wallahi, we can't find poor people. He says, okay, buy seeds and go and throw it in the farms and the desert so animals can eat. Omar ibn Abdul Aziz, this is the great grandson, yeah? Omar ibn Abdul Aziz, he used to be one of the richest men in the world. Yeah? Before his family, the Umayyad family, so rich. And he is one of them. He had his own hairdresser, his own, when he's a baby. Yeah, they have the family, one will cut his hair, one will comb his hair, one will wash him, one will dress him. Uh, royal family. And he has his own teachers in Medina, his own private teachers to teach him. But subhanAllah, subhanAllah, he was the Amir of Medina when he grew up, became the Amir of Medina, and then he became the Khalifa overall. When he became the Khalifa, he says to his wife, the responsibility now is too big. He says, I had ambitions to be the Amir. I became the Amir of Medina. I had ambitions to be the Khalifa. Now I'm the Khalifa. I have ambitions to make it to Jannah. He told his wife, and to make it to Jannah, we cannot live like this. We cannot be in the palace. She said, what? And Fatima, you know, his wife, his wife, her brothers is Khalifa, his father is Khalifa, his husband is Khalifa. It's all royal, big families. And she was also one of the richest people in the world. He's, she, he said, she said, what? He says, you agree with me? We move to the village. We move to be among the people to see how they live so we can help them out. You leave everything behind. And it's up to you. You don't have to, you know, because it's a very hard decision to take all those treasures and to leave everything. You know, it's going to go out. And going to live in a prayer minimum. She said, I chose Allah. I also want to make it to Jannah. SubhanAllah. Why? Because of the Sharia. This is Sharia. This is what we know, say Sharia. So, with all this tyrant, all these oppressors, all those criminals, <coughs> criminals in the Muslim world today, who say Sharia to oppress the people, to put people in jail, to kill people, this is, this is criminal. This is not what Muhammad sallallahu and Umar ibn Khattab and Umar ibn Abdul Aziz and, and the, the, all these books say. Yeah? 
So Sharia is here, we live by it. That's how we study, that's what we work, that's how we earn halal, that's how we help the poor, that's what we smile each other, visiting each other, you know, that's, that's this Sharia for us. Don't let them allow, you know, anybody to say Sharia is this. No, no, we tell you what Sharia is. Sharia is family, Muslim family. You know, Sharia is Muslim generosity. Sharia is, you know, peace and happiness that we try and we do our very best to spread. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, you know, the ability to explain to others what Islam is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us and use our energy and use our resources to help make people understand what Islam is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use all of us for da'wah. May Allah use all of us to spread the deen. May Allah use all of us to spread the beautiful message of Islam. Wa akhir da'wah alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.